everybody. I am so excited. I'm Savannah, and I'm your host of Savvy Ass Vibes. And trust me, I know what you guys are all thinking. Why the fuck did Savannah choose Heartbreak as her first episode? Damn! Trust me, you're going to want to sit and listen to this. Also, I'm 99.9% sure that he's going to tune in. So respectfully, cool. So, a little backstory is I met this man in, I think, 20, 2016, 2017, and we were infatuated with each other. We were obsessed. We were attached at the hips. We met online because how else do you ever meet a man these days? And I'll never forget, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to literally fall in love with this man. Sure enough, did. Anyways, I moved in with probably six months into the relationship and this is where I should have taken my red flags and ran with them. But that's besides the point. We all walk in with our our blindfolds on and we just live our best lives. Am I wrong? So I moved in. I'm happy. I'm in love. And dun 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 another motherfucking female already appears. Trust me, at this point, though, we never actually established that we were boyfriend and girlfriend. So, to an extent, he didn't cheat on me. Yeah, so, anyways, I let that one slide. I actually did pack my bags when I stayed at my friend's house. He sent me flowers the next day. I was like, cool, we're good. We're moving on. Did I ever actually resolve the problem? No. But I'll never forget. We're sitting in his car. And I looked at him and I was like, what am I to you? Trust me. I don't know why I asked that. But I was just very curious. And he said, you are someone important to me. And honestly, I legit thought like, oh, okay, that answers all my questions. I'm someone important. Like, someone important to me is, like, my boyfriend. <laughs> so I just assumed that was his way of being, like, you are my girlfriend, even though I'm already living in his house. We spend every day together. We're about to get a dog together. Yada, yada, yada. So the only reason I'm giving you guys this backstory is because it, it's relevant into what the whole moral of this story is. So fast forward another year maybe like a year and a half, I sense him kind of detaching from me and I'm like, what is wrong? I need to know. I can feel it. And he breaks up with me. He tells me he can't love me the way that I deserve. I should have taken that and ran with it, honestly. I don't know why I didn't. Me being me, I was like, you know, it really takes a man to sit here and tell a woman that he can't, he can't love her right. It's not not every fucking romantic movie we ever see. I, I swear it is. They always say some shit like that. Anyways, moving on. We break up. I move out. But we literally co-parented our dogs. So we still saw each other every week. We still... Every week. <laughs> and we end up getting back together. It's great. We spent eight months apart. We're like, we're going to do this right. This is our time to shine. We get an apartment again together. And 
I'll never forget. A couple months fast forward, it's my birthday, and our friends go to wine tasting with us to celebrate my birthday. Did I say our birthday? <laughs> See, I feel bad that I just have three together. It's my birthday, okay, and we're wine tasting. And Brandon was literally like, how are you guys doing? And I'll never forget his words were like, we are better than ever. We're going to do this right. This is our time to shine. All the things. And I died inside. I think I named him Jordan. Like, Jordan is the name of this man in this, this story. And I looked at Jordan, and I was just, like, in love all over again. And I was like, wow, this really is going to be our time. He understands. He's going to treat me right. And I was not a perfect girlfriend, guys. Not Let me not make this seem like he was the culprit to our, like, relationship ending. Um, I wasn't perfect in a sense of communication, feelings, but I was perfect in the sense of loyal. I was loyal. I never entertained another man. I didn't even bat my eyes at another man. I literally, like, a guy could be like, you dropped your person. I'd be like, I have a boyfriend. It's just who I am. I know guys don't always like that kind of female, but I'm very ride or die loyal type of girl, and that's how I was. So... We celebrate, it's September, fast forward through October, November, December, January hits, right? We're upgrading our apartment, we're getting a new model, I'm very excited, I'm selling some stuff on Facebook Marketplace, and by this time, you know, we've been back together for a little over a year. So, this girl on Facebook Marketplace is like, hey, I DM'd you, I'm like, cool, let me go to my private DMs, and I see this girl, we're gonna call her Ashley, I see Ashley's name, and I'm like, where have I seen this name before? Like, this is in my Facebook request messages. I've seen her name. It's dated back a year. Right when I got back with Jordan, this message is dated. So I'm like, something's not sitting right. And I'm reading this message as I just left the colored store. I'm picking up some color for work, doing my routine, gonna go check the mail, drive to work. But I decide to read it. So I click it, I open it, and then it registers. I was like, I've seen this girl's name when we weren't together tagging him on stuff on Facebook. So I start reading this message and the first thing that she says is, you don't deserve him. And not in a way of like, you deserve better, but in a way of like, he should be mine and you don't deserve him. So I keep reading, and the part that really, really gets me is she goes into detail about their sex life. I'm talking, she was talking about how Jordan and her never used protection. He would, I'm pretty sure you guys are getting the gist of what he would do to her. And I'm reading this word for word as if I'm fucking reading a romantic novel and I'm like oh fuck no then she proceeds to finish it with like I just knew every time he said he was at his brother's house he was really going to your house and I'm so confused because at the end of the day I was like I thought this was my man I thought that I had dated him two years prior to us breaking up and I still thought he was my man that was my mistake but I thought he was still mine even though we broke up but that's how I was being fed. 
I was being fed as if we were taking a break, but you were still mine. We were still faithful. Did I get on dating apps? Absolutely. Did I see him on dating apps? Absolutely. But we were still sleeping together. We were we were going on dates while we were broken up. So in my head, maybe I'm delusional. I thought we were still together. Wrong. Anyways, I'm like, all right, I'm going to message this girl back with hopes that like, she might respond. I know this was sent a year ago, but we're going to, we're going to see. So I messaged her back and I'm like, Hey, listen here. What is this message about? I kid you not in five seconds. She reads that. I was like, Oh, she was, she was waiting for my response a year later. That's awkward. Um, and she's like, Oh, he currently to this day still hits me up. And that's when I was like, oh, so now this is still current. Cool. Love that for me. Um, so I'm talking with her and she does apologize for sending me the sex novel. Um, but unfortunately, I cannot undo reading that in the mental image that I had in my head currently. Um, and the fact that we, we kind of look similar, Ashley and I, and that was even a little bit more disturbing because... Yeah, I just didn't even want to put myself in that situation. Um, so I call this mofo. I call Jordan and I'm like, so Ashley, and I hang up. <laughs> I don't say anything. I hang up. I screenshot the message. I send it to Jordan and I'm like, you can sit on that all fucking day, just like I have to. So I'm mobbing to work, right? And next thing you know, I get pulled over. But I'm sobbing my eyes out, right? I'm probably listening to sad music on fucking purpose because I'm like, I need to get these feelings out because now I got to go to work and I got to show up for three fucking people and I got to be myself and I got to be the happy-go-lucky Savannah. And I can't do that thinking about the fact that my girlfriend is laying down. My girlfriend. My, my boyfriend at the time was laying down with another female while he was also laying down with me at the same time, so... I get pulled over, I'm sobbing, I'm hyperventilating, the cop rolls down my window, or knocks on my window, and I roll it down, he's like, literally goes, do you need medical attention? And at this point, I want to say yes, because my heart is broken, sir. I need somebody to revive me right now, because I'm dying over this goddamn heartbreak of this fucking message. I straight up tell the cop. I literally, when I was like, oh. So my boyfriend uh, was sleeping with another female, sleeping with me at the same time, and I thought we were together. And he's like, what the fuck did I just pull over? He's like, okay, so I'm going to go back. I need your license and registration. I was like, oh, okay, so let me find that. Couldn't find my registration. Probably didn't even fucking have it. Um, I give him my license. He goes back. He's back there for a while. I'm like, fuck, I'm about to get a ticket. My boyfriend hates me. And I'm going to get a ticket. What kind of fucking shit ass day is this? Also, where the fuck is Mercury right now? Because we need to talk. So he comes back. He hands me a ticket. I kid you not. He looks at me. He's like, listen, Miss Hicks. My God damn it. You call me by my fucking last name. He's like, you deserve better. But also, here's your fucking $200 ticket. Slow down, bitch. And I was like, lovely. And then he proceeds to say, listen, if I didn't court, I'll get it dropped. I'd already written it before I felt bad, and it's already in the system, so yeah, fight it, drop it, you'll be fine, but also you deserve better. 
So I show up to work, right? And at this point, my face is lobster red because I'm not somebody who can cry and then show up for things. Like my face will tell you everything. Puffy eyes, lobster red face. Like my nose looks like fucking Rudolph's Guide in Christmas right now. And I'm like, I can't do this. There's no way I'm going to be able to see my clients. My clients always ask me, how are you and Jordan? Like, what's with Echo and Kaya? Those are our dogs. And I know that I would literally lose it. So I text everyone. I'm like, hey, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm not feeling well. I, I need to go home, make up this complete lie because I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, by the way, I think my man was cheating on me. And yeah. So I go home and I sit on that couch for the next five, six hours waiting for him to get home. I know what you guys are thinking. Why the fuck would I just sit in the same spot? Well, guys, I was sobbing. I was registering and I was cuddling my dogs. Okay. So this man walks inside and he looks at me dead in my face and he says, so what questions do you have for me? What questions do you have? No. How about what answers? What explanation? Who the fuck is Ashley? Like, why am I the one sitting here having to automatically ask you questions when you should just give me the answers? Because now I feel like you're thinking about what to say to me. You ain't even got no answers because you were in the wrong. Long story short, we resolved it somehow. I don't think it was by talking. I think we resolved it other ways. But was it resolved? At this point in my head, yes. So I'm trying to get over it. We're moving on with our life. Fast forward to March. This is where the juiciness comes. I'm in Nashville with Sydney and Brandon. And we see a psychic, right? We're like, oh, hell yeah. We're about to go get our cards read. So I'm the last person to go. And I sit down. I literally don't have a ring or any indication that I'm in a relationship. I tell her my name. I shuffle the cards. I give her my birthday. She lays the first card and she's like, huh. And I'm like, huh, what, what? Tell me, fill me in. Then she lays the next card and she said, oh, oh, you're in a marriage-like relationship. And I was like, all you do is shake your head yes or no, right? You don't talk. So I shake my head. I'm like, yeah, fucking right. Four years, almost five, no. I think we're actually like at almost five at this time. I wouldn't know. We didn't have fucking anniversary. <laughs> so she's like looking at me and she's like, lace the next card. And she goes, huh? <laughs> I kid you not. My, my heart sank. I was like, what does that card say? She's like, oh yeah, you're not going to last. Nope. You're not going to have kids. And I was like, in my head, I'm like, I, kids are what I live for. I cannot wait to have my own kids. So I was like, oh shit, no kids. And then she lays another one. She's like, there's always going to be another woman. And I'm like, what the fuck did the universe just put me through? Like, there's always going to be another woman. She's like, y'all would get married. Y'all would get a divorce because of another woman. And I was like, hmm, that's awkward as I just dealt with another fucking woman. So she continues to explain. She lays another card. And she's like, it's going to be a nasty breakup. Unfortunately, like, it's not going to be a good one. He's not your soulmate. And it's so weird because it's like, I knew all of these things. I knew that he was not my soulmate. I knew that 
there was always going to be a problem with unfaithfulness because that's previous patterns, you know? Like, I was not the woman that was going to change this man. Um, he was comfortable with me. Did we love each other? Yes. But I was not the one that was going to make him faithful. I was not the one that was going to make him sit there and settle down and want to give his full self to somebody. And I knew that. That's the thing. I was aware but I needed this stranger. I needed this person in my life, even though I knew, my friends knew, my family knew, like we all knew, but I needed some random non-biased psychic to tell me the things I already knew for me to be like, okay. So now what, Savannah? Are you gonna sit here and are you going to, you know, take the disrespect? Are you going to settle for not feeling loved? Or are you going to do something about it? So I told myself, I was like, if another female is brought into my relationship again, I don't care if it's as little as commenting on her fucking photo on Facebook. I'm done. So April rolls around. We go visit my family, right? And there was already a little distance and tension because I had just, my body has just been saying no. Like, my mind, I was like, you're fine, Savannah. You love him. You want to be with him. My body said otherwise. And I remember he gets a tooth pulled. And I'm on Facebook. And, oh God, this shit's going to make me sound so crazy. But I was. I was brought crazy at this point. And I click on his profile. And you know how, like, it will show what people comment on, like, if you're public and stuff like that. And sure enough. He comments on a girl's photo and said some dumbass fucking shit hitting on her. And I was like, okay, universe. Okay, I see what you're doing here. I literally said, give me a sign. And they said, all right. You want a red? You want a yellow? You want a green? How about all of them? And I walk inside. And my thing is, is like, if it's a celebrity, like, that's different. You know, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, you commented on... Jessica Alba's photo, like, you're cheating on me. No, this was a local girl that lived in our state that you had access to, that you were taking the time out of your day to tell her how pretty she is. That's why I'm upset. So I walk inside, and I'm literally like, we're done. Fuck that shit. We're done. I was like, you want to comment on another girl's photo? That's fine. Comment on another girl's photo. But we're done. So we finish out the entire trip. And my parents have no idea that we're not together at this point. I was like, I'm not telling them. I'm not even going to do that because they're going to ask questions. And that's the last thing I need. So we go through the trip. We get home. And we're like, all right, what the fuck? What are we going to do? We just signed a lease on this apartment. I'm stressed because I'm like, one of us is going to have to stay here. The rent's expensive. We have two dogs. So what are we going to do? So finally, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to break the lease. I was like, at the end of the day, our names are both on this. I refuse to leave this relationship with the little trust I have in you and our name on the lease together. Like, at the end of the day, that's my rental history. I know that sounds so wild, but, like, I'm not even going to do it. So I break the lease. I paid another month for him to live there. I get the fuck out of there. I pack all my stuff. That was hella fucking sad. I'm not going to lie to you because we lived together for a solid month. 
until my apartment was ready. And I remember closing the U-Haul door and he comes outside and he's like, are you going to stay there tonight or are you going to stay here? I'm like, well, obviously I'm going to stay in my my new apartment because I that's the whole point of me getting it. Like, we're not together. So I go into my new apartment and I still had a couple of things that I needed to get. So I was, like, back at the old apartment. I was cleaning it as well and I plug in his Apple Watch. And it just goes, and I'm like, Lord, why is it in like that? Because that's a lot of notifications. This thing hasn't been charged in forever. I get nosy. I'm not going to lie to you. I get fucking nosy, and I see this girl's name that we're going to call. We're going to call her Sarah, okay? We're going to give these these names to these girls. Ashley and Sarah have been culprits of this motherfucking relationship. And I click on Sarah and I start scrolling up and I'm not reading the messages. I'm scrolling up to see when they started because we broke up April 9th. These text messages started April 4th. And you know, they didn't just meet by number. They were obviously talking somewhere prior to this April 4th message. So I'm like, damn, I don't scream. I don't yell. I do not cuss people out. I'm very quiet. When I'm hurt or if I'm upset, I'm actually quiet. So if you bring me out of my character to where I'm going to scream at you, that's how I know you you really got a chokehold on what gets under my skin. So I call this man inside because he's outside doing some shit. I'm like, get in here, sit down. And I start laying into him. The only problem is is I was so upset that I was crying and when I'm crying, I can't necessarily get words across very well. So who knows what I was actually saying. And I just remember being like, I hope it was worth it. And Jordan obviously was like, Obviously not. I'm like, obviously, because you're still motherfucking talking to Sarah, okay? So the way that I was registering this, I was like, would you have ever told me if I didn't break up with you? That's what was going through my mind because remember, I broke up with him. I don't think I don't think he would have ever told me. I really think Jordan would have went through with Sarah and me at the same time. And that's what breaks my heart because you couldn't even have the respect to sit here and be like, Savannah, I don't want you anymore. It blows my mind. I'm baffled. So I get my shit. I get out. We really don't talk too much um, until he gets into his new place. And I still, yep, we still talk and traumatic events unfolded in June um the universe was like listen if we don't throw this bitch off a cliff kick her in the throat break a couple fingers she's not gonna leave him and sure enough (laughs) the universe throws me off a cliff drags me through mud kicks me in the throat and breaks a couple fingers And I was like, listen, I cannot have contact with you anymore. 
I'm at the lowest I've ever been due to the situation. I genuinely did not know how I was going to get through it. How I was going to get through life without him. I did not know how to function on a daily basis without him. He's all I knew. And you have to remember, not only did Jordan, did I lose Jordan, I lost my dogs. And that was fucking heart-wrenching. Like, those dogs were my life. I talk about them as if they were living, breathing fucking children of mine. I was obsessed with them. I lived to go home to them. So I lost not one, but three important things in my life. And I'll never forget. I was going home to an empty apartment by myself, sitting in my thoughts, going through life alone. And I really was just like, how the fuck am I going to do this? I had no idea. And life goes on. I go to work. I show up. I act like nothing ever happened. I mean, my clients obviously know that me and Jordan aren't together. Um, and then I find out because I know someone who just happened to live in his apartment. And they asked if I was back with him. Or they asked somebody else saw it. And then it got to me. And I was like, no. And they were like, oh, like, we saw you there. I was like, no, the fuck you didn't. I was never there. Oh, it was Sarah. Sarah and Jordan were not together. Isn't that lovely? And that shit hurt. That shit hurt to the core. I said shit. That shit hurt to the motherfucking core. Because that was the same girl that he was talking to while being with me. And you know what? She knew about us. And so I have no motherfucking sympathy. Sympathy. <laughs> sympathy for her. And his actions. Because she knew. <clears throat> she knew what she was getting into. And when you put yourself on a line of fire like that. That's on you baby girl. Uh uh. I can't help you there. Nor do I want to. So, we cut off all communication. I cut off all communication for um, like eight, nine months. And then I realized he had my birth certificate. So, I'm blocked on everything at this point. Which I'm actually really thankful that he blocked me because I feel like if I blocked him, I'd be able to unblock him and then look and, you know, unhealthy habits. So, I call his work. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I hope he still works here, but I need my birth certificate because I'm getting my passport. And I call in the front desk. I was like, hi, is Jordan available? And they're like, who's speaking? And I literally, I was like, Elizabeth. And I was like, where the fuck did I come up with another name? I felt like if I said Savannah, he wouldn't answer. So I'm on hold. And then he's like, hi, this is Jordan. And I'm like, it's Savannah, please don't hang up. <laughs> and he size it was and I was like okay so you're not excited to hear from me I was like listen I just need my birth certificate can you check the boxes I left with you yada 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 come to find out he had a folder of mine so I'm like all right I need to come get this folder so we plan a time 
and I go to his work to pick it up because I'm like, we need mutual like grounds, no houses. I'm just picking it up. But best believe, I put on my best dress, okay? I washed my hair. My lashes were freshly done. I wore heels. I was like, oh yeah, you haven't seen me in nine months? Also, in that nine months, I had lost 50 pounds. So I was I was a different version of myself, right? And I was not about to walk in and not let this man see me looking my absolute best. So we saw each other for 0.5 seconds. <laughs> it was a really quick exchange. I got my folder, I move on, yada, yada, yada. I think that meeting definitely kind of opened up doors to more communication, which is probably not the best um, because I have a soft spot for him. I always will. It is five years of my life, and no matter how dirty this man did me, I unfortunately, like, he's a big chunk of it, you know? Um, and I don't think that will ever go away until I can replace it, unfortunately. Um, moving on, within days, I get a message, and it's just pretty much pouring, I don't want to say pouring his head out, let me rephrase that. It's pretty much acknowledging his faults. Um, Jordan was literally finally saying the things that I've always wanted to hear, and that's the shitty part, because it only took, it only took this long, and this much no communication for you to see me for you to be like damn i fucked up i treated you like shit okay and i i i tried to be friends with him i really wanted to be friends with him um and then i just noticed the same behavior patterns of you know i miss you back to sarah I have become a better person. Back to Sarah. And you know what? It is what it is. Like, I was out with, I was out at dinner with a friend and she was like, why does it matter? Why does it matter that he sees you doing better? Why does it matter that you want him to notice how good you're looking? Like, and I can't give you the answer to that. I don't know why I feel the need to have this man see me striving. And I think that's something that therapy will hopefully get me through because it's such an unhealthy mindset to have. I just want to move on in peace. I want to wish the, nothing but the best, which I do. But part of me wants Jordan to feel the pain that I've felt, you know, and that's like such a shady way to look at things and that's how I know that like I have stuff to work on because the universe provides karma provides I, I'm not in control of that and I think the best way to like end this entire podcast is like we are not meant to understand why people hurt us I'm not supposed to understand why Jordan was never faithful to me. I'm not meant to understand why he did the things that he did to me. But what I am meant to comprehend is A, my worth. And I'm worth way more than that. 
B, how I want to treat people, how I want to move on in life, how I want to carry this experience and be like, no, I will not tolerate it, nor will I ever treat somebody that way. So long story short, or shall I say, short story long, because that was, that was surface level, obviously, of the five years. I wanted to express that that situation with Jordan, um, especially the rock bottom one in June that I went through, that maybe one day I'll be able to share with the world, but it's probably not going to be anytime soon. Um, that saved my life. That really saved my life. That gave me... I was at rock bottom, which allowed me to take a whole new path and have all new doors open for me. Um, with my health, I ended our relationship at almost 300 pounds. 300 pounds. And I was kind of forced to look in the mirror and say, that is not Savannah. That is not my story. That is not what I'm going to allow myself to live. And I wouldn't have taken the initiative to take care of my body, to love my soul, to figure out little things in life that make me happy if I did not absolutely get crushed. Um, and I know that's like every romantic movie ever. Oh my gosh, she gets her heart broken. She moves to New York. She becomes big time. No, this is different. <laughs> this is a man that I thought I could not live without, that I was addicted to, that I based my entire life around, that I planned children with, that I wanted to marry, I had to rip out of my life in a sudden instant. Like, I'm talking, I had to pick Jordan up, crumple him, and throw him years and years away from me because... I needed to and that's what was in store for me and I'm so grateful because I'm now currently living in a new fucking city doing so well for myself taking care of my soul taking care of my body and I'm actually going back to school currently for nutrition and wellness to understand myself more so stay tuned for that podcast because I really want to dabble into my journey um, of losing weight and taking care of my body and that's a really vulnerable part of my life so I would love to share that and open up but I think this was a really good first episode for you guys to understand I think me in my current time and what has shaped me to be the Savannah I am today um, I do not regret anything I ever go through, um, nor am I going to forget about it. But what I am going to do is use it as fuel to my fire and conquer this motherfucking lifetime. Thank you. Thank you very much. So listen up here. You are worth more than those lame-ass fucking excuses on why they can't treat you right. That behavior is inexcusable. That way that he hurt you and that he lied to you and that he deceived you is inexcusable. And you are not meant to understand that, nor will you ever. So listen to me right now. This thing's never going to change. 
You're not the one that's going to make him change. So you need to pick your shit up. You need to move on and you need to take care of yourself. Now, I know that is a lot easier said than done, but I'm telling you, where you're at right now, you can't envision your future. You can't envision yourself in a different wavelength. But let me tell you, once you get there, you're going to look back and you're going to be like, what the fuck? Why did I ever, ever, ever allow myself to sit through that and be like, yep, that's totally fine. I know he doesn't truly love me and I'm just going to sit here and I'm going to fight for this man. So you know what? Fuck that. Because you are more than you can ever be by yourself. Damn. And that leaves me to close up this podcast. Thank you to anyone who definitely made it through. I know I talk a lot. I know that these things are going to be shit shows. But you know what? I love you and thank you for supporting me. Oh, no, no. Oh, no. Oh, no.